Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Jack Fenny, Paulette Goddard. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Starring Paulette Goddard and Jack Benny in Parrot by And now here is your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Tonight, the Gulf Oil Company and your neighborhood good Gulf dealer bring you radio's number one comedian, Jack Benny. And with him, one of moviedom's most glamorous stars, Paulette Goddard, in a hilarious comedy parent by proxy. In just a moment, our play will begin. But meanwhile, we'd like to say, friends, these days, most of us feel that even a car that's apparently running in tip-top shape rates extra attention just to be sure that no little routine protection has been neglected. Well, when you get to wondering about that, why not take your car to a man whose business it is to know about such things, to your good golf dealer. He'll help you save your car with his Gulflex Car Saver Services that assures you of planned car-saving service by men who know how to do the job and who have the specialized equipment necessary. That way, you get a combination of a number of seasonal car-saver services. Some of these car-saver services are draining and flushing your crankcase and refilling with the proper seasonal Gulf motor oil. Changing to summer gear lubricants, a complete Gulflex lubrication job, cleaning your air filter, cross-switching your tires, plus traditional Gulf courtesy services. So when you get your good Gulf dealer's car saver services, you're sure to get done many of those jobs which are vitally important and which are so easy to forget. Stop at your neighborhood good Gulf dealers tomorrow and start to care for your car for your country. Oscar Bradley's music raises the curtain on Parent by Proxy, starring Jack Benny and Paulette Goddard. As our story opens, Jim Sloan, alias Jack Benny, who is a big splash in the American plumbing business, has just strolled into his office and taken his place at his desk. Ah, good morning, Miss Humphrey. Good morning, Mr. Sloan. You're in early today. Well, a businessman has to be on his toes, Miss Humphrey. I expect it to be a busy day. A very busy day. In fact, I hardly know what to do first. Uh, what time is it now? 12.30, sir. Oh. Uh, then in that case, open the files under L. Under L? Yes, my lunch is in there. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, is there a copy of the Morning Times around? On your desk, Mr. Sloan. Good, good. There's a little item I'd like to show you, Miss Humphrey. Your boss attended the charity ball last night. No. Oh, yes. Society is opening its doors to James Sloan. Even if I did make my money in plumbing pictures. Ah, here's the story right on the front page. I'll show you my name. Among those present were Biddle, Bowles, Kerry, Fletcher, Morrow, Graves. Continued on page 12. Sharon Burns, Riley, Jackson, Boulogne, Goldblatt. Mm, continued on page 33. Hmm, can't seem to find the rest of the list. Oh, there it is, Mr. Sloan. Next to the obituary column. Oh, yes, yes. I'm glad it wasn't under it. <laughs> uh, Larson, O'Neill, Hickey. Aha! Harry Baldwin, James Sloan, and Austin Peterson. <laughs> Poor old Austin. Imagine being last on the list. <laughs> 
I'll bet he feels like a nobody. I'll bet he does. It was really a gala evening, Miss Humphrey, and there I was in the middle of it, drinking and dancing. Of course, I would have looked better if I'd have had a partner. And, oh, yes, I, I took a chance on a raffle. What kind of a raffle? Oh, I don't know. I never win anyway. But Miss Palmer said it was a thing to do. Miss Palmer, huh? Oh, don't use that tone of voice, Miss Humphrey. Clara Palmer is a lovely girl. Of course, her hair is a little stringy. That's what gave me the idea for my new drizzle shower. <laughs> now, uh, run along to our office and call the Edgemere Stables. I want to find out how much a ponopoli costs. A what? A ponopoli. I mean a polypono. Or a polo ponus. You know, one of those things you sit on when you play pono. I mean poli. A polo. I'd have been better off if I'd taken up mad bitten. Or tennis. <laughs> Now, uh, now, call the uh, stables. Clara told me if I want to become socially prominent, I should take up the game. But, Mr. Sloan, you fall out of a swivel chair. How will you stay on a horse? I'll hang a guitar around my neck and you'll think I'm Gene Autry. <laughs> I can go along with a quip. Now, get out. Yes, sir. Jim, darling. Oh, hello, Clara. Jim, dear, I have the most fabulously wonderful news for you. You won the charity raffle. I did? How much? Oh, but the prize wasn't money. Oh. But, darling, it was something money can't even buy. Razor blade? <laughs> oh, no, no, silly. You won the privilege of adopting a refugee orphan. I did. <laughs> I mean... I did. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, the child's name is Marcel Bender. Isn't it too utterly thrilling? Oh, it's... The utterliest thing I've ever heard of. But look, uh, I, I can't take an orphan. Now, it arrives today, homeless and hungry. And if you don't take it, your social prestige may suffer. It will, eh? Well, uh, where's the kid from? France. Oh, you do speak French, don't you? Oh, not fluently. I, I know a couple of words. Uh... Oh, good. Well, let me know what you decide, dear boy. Bonjour. Uh, what was that? I said, Bonjour. Oh, French. French. <laughs> well, the two words I happen to know are wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> uh, see you later. Hmm. Marcel, huh? Cute name for a kid. See, no home, hungry, nobody to love him. Gee, I could be both a father and a mother to him. And then if he couldn't get along with his father, he could always come to the mother in me. <laughs> A wonderful feeling at that, you know. Oh, Mr. Sloan, you can get a polo pony for $3,000. Poor little thing. I think I'll have him sleep in the same bed with me. <laughs> sleep in the same bed with Probably me. hasn't had anything to eat for days. Not even oats? Oh, what he needs is hot soup and lollipops and a, and a warm bunny suit to sleep in. A uh, uh, bunny suit? Miss Humphrey, will you do me a favor? Oh, what is it, Mr. Sloan? Will you pin those little three-cornered pants on them? Now, uh, what else do I need? Oh, yes, I want to look at a crib. Uh, yes, sir, for a little boy. What difference does it make? Do little girls sleep side saddle? <laughs> Uh, no, sir. Now, here's a very popular model. We call it our teepee tot Betty. Isn't it a tootie woody? Hmm. Just the thing for a itty kitty witty. Uh-huh. 
Uh, how how much is it? Only eighteen fifty whiskey. Uh, anything off for cashy washy? <laughs> No chisley whizzly. <laughs> All right. I'll takey-takey it. Let's see. Um, what have I bought so far? A crib, a velocipede, alphabet blocks, Indian suit, an electric train, and a Buck Rogers disintegrator gun. Well, I guess that's enough for my kids. Oh, you must be a proud father. You know, I have eight children of my own. Hey, you don't sound like it. As many as that? Well, um... <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, by the way, if I if I don't like my kid, will you take back these toys? If you don't like your child, yes. If I don't like them, I'll send them back. You can do that? <laughs> Why, certainly. Why don't somebody tell me these things? <laughs> get back in line, but look, I'm I'm expecting a baby today. I mean, an orphan. He's he's arriving on this boat. These other folks are here for the same purpose. Just wait until I call the name of your kid and then yell. Oh, okay. See, I'm excited. Louis Carbone, Pierre Renoir, Cecile Degas, Marcel Bender. <laughs> nice going, brother. All right, take your orphan. But which one is it? I mean, which is... Marcel Bender. Are you Marcel Bender? Oh, my little baby. I mean, oh, baby. <laughs> Look, there, there must be some mistake. You, you can't be Marcel. I, I really expected a baby. But I am Marcel. My goodness, how long did that trip take? <laughs> something wrong. You do not feel well? Oh, no, no. I feel fine. Just, just fine. But, monsieur, you are trembling. Well, it's just that I had a different picture of how you would look. The, uh, the, the construction, you know. <laughs> I, I thought you'd be a little younger. But I am young. I'm only 19. No, but I expected a little itty-kitty-witty. You're a beautiful, gorgeous young girl. They can't do that to me. Or can they? No Oh, nothing, nothing. What about me, Marcel? Do I look the way you expected me to look? Oh, no, monsieur. I thought you would be an old man with a beard. <laughs> an old man with a beard. Fooled you that time, huh? Yes, you have no beard at all. <laughs> Glad you like me. I was so afraid you'd be ashamed of me in this poor little dress I wear. The dress? Yes, it is all I have and very small for me. Look, see how tight it fits me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the dress is very short, too, because I've worn it many years. See, it is above my knees. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you're only looking at my feet. Don't rush me. <laughs> No, monsieur. But if I am to leave at your home, I cannot call you monsieur. What shall I call you? Well, let's see. Would you mind holding my pulse for a minute? Like uh, this? That's right. Now, now call me daddy. Daddy? Hmm. What about the pulse? Oh, she jumps up and down very fast. <laughs> she does. Well, then, uh, then call me Uncle Jim. Uncle Jim. The pulse? Oh, she jumps very quick. 
She does, eh? And you better call me Mr. Sloan, I think, huh? Mr. Sloan? Yes, until we get home. Then I'll take a vitamin pill and you can try Daddy again. <laughs> Let's go. Pardon, Mr. Sloan. Uh, what is it, Charles? Yeah, what's it on the telephone? Miss Clara Palmer. Oh, Clara. Well. <coughs> hello? Oh, hello, Clara. Well, I, I've been busy the last two weeks. Tonight? Oh, oh, I can't. Why, I'm I'm taking Marcel to the matzo ball. You know, Herbert J. Matza. <laughs> well, I had a date to take you? Oh, I'm sorry, but I'll see you there anywhere. Anyway, I want you to meet Marcel. Goodbye, Clara. <coughs> Uncle Jim, are you busy? No, 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 no. Come in, Marcel. Oh, Uncle Jim, I'm so happy here. Your house is lovely, and the big rooms and the beautiful paintings on the walls. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're happy. Marcel, you know I'm in the plumbing picture business, don't you? Yes, Uncle Jim, you told me. Well, I have a big surprise for you. I sat up all night, uh, all last night, designing a new bathtub just for you. For me? Uh-huh. It's going to be built in the shape of a kangaroo. And then when you take a bath, you sit in the pouch. Oh, it's a knockout. <laughs> oh, Uncle Jim, you haven't said anything about my new dress. Well. Do you like it, or uh, does it leave too much of me outside? No, 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 no. It's beautiful, Marcel. Oh, how happy that makes me. I want so much to please you at the ball tonight. Oh, I bought some other things, too, Uncle Jean. The perfume I'm wearing and these gloves and a beautiful pair of garters. Would you like to see them? Garters? No, no, Marcel. You you mustn't bother. Oh, but they are lovely. Please let me show you my garters. No, 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 no. You mustn't bother. But there is no bother. They are in my room in a little package. Oh, then you certainly mustn't bother. <laughs> I found them in a little French lingerie shop, the Maison Claudette. And would you believe it, Madame Claudette is a fifth cousin by marriage of the nephew of the wife of my fourth cousin, Anatole. Well, one divorce in the family, you'll have to arrange that all over again. <laughs> Come on, Marcel, we mustn't be late for the dance. <laughs> This is my orphan, Marcel Bender. Marcel, uh, this is uh, Clara Palmer. How do you do? Oh, I think you'll be trying to meet you. How kind. Oh, well, you go on into the ballroom, Jim. I want to be alone with Marcel. Are you unarmed? <laughs> you silly boy. Well, I'll be back, Marcel. Oh, my, Jim is so charming, isn't he? Such a gentleman. Yes, and he's been so good to me. He uh, probably hasn't told you that this whole thing is a hideous mistake. I don't understand. Well, you know, he wanted a little boy. You were quite a shock to him. Of course, he doesn't want to hurt you. Miss Armour. Yes? Please, you have said enough. I understand now, and I will go away. Oh, are you going without saying goodbye to Jim? Yes, yes, I will leave now. Now... Pull, pull yourself together, Charles. I mean, what did she do? What did she say? Well, she took her bag, sir, and said goodbye, sir. To be exact, sir, she said goodbye, Charles, sir. Never mind, sir. I mean, never mind. This is terrible. I, I've got to find her. I beg your pardon, sir, but are you in love with the young lady, sir? In, in love? Yes, sir. Certainly not. I just happen to like Orphan. Gee, I read Orphan Annie all the time. <laughs> anyway, I'm a lot older than Marcel. Very good, sir. It is not. 
I can't understand it, Charles. I, I simply can't understand why she left. Gee, maybe she didn't like me. Oh, that's impossible. Isn't it, Charles? Isn't it, Charles? Night, sir. You coward. <laughs> And so the curtain falls on the first act of our show tonight, Parent by Proxy. Following our usual intermission, we'll continue with the adventures of socialite Jim, alias Jack Benny Sloan. But right now, here's our own man about the microphone, Bud Easton. And now the second act of Parent by Proxy, starring Jack Benny and Paulette Goddard, and adapted for us by Keith Fowler, Frank Galen, and Sam Perrin, from an original by Charles B.N., Kazia Young, and John McLean. Mm, I haven't got that many writers. <laughs> now, it's the following evening, and Jim Sloan is returning from a fruitless all-day search for his ward, Marcel. Oh, good evening, sir. Any news, sir? No, Charles. I spent the entire day walking the streets of New York, didn't even get a glimpse of her. Just think of it, Charles, a beautiful little French girl of 19 all alone in this big city. Who will look after her? I mean, who will try to be her friend? I beg pardon, sir, but are you kidding, sir? <laughs> look, Charles, I've got to find her. Now, let's see. Where would I go if I were a gorgeous young French girl? Hmm. Where wouldn't I go? <laughs> well, sir, you might be in one of the better cafes, the Stock Club or El Morocco. No, they're too expensive for a young French girl like me. No, they're not either. The man who takes me would naturally pay the check. <laughs> I keep forgetting I'm beautiful. <laughs> yes, sir, it's quite easy, sir. <laughs> oh, I don't know, with a close shave and the right sweater? Oh, but this isn't getting us anywhere. Where would I go if I were a French refugee in the... Wait. The Maison Claudette. It's a lingerie shop. I gotta get right over there. Oh, sir, aren't you taking this game about being a girl too seriously? The lingerie isn't for me. I'm gonna try and find Marcel in it. I mean... Well, you know what I mean, Charles. <laughs> Pardon me. Are you, uh, Madame Claudette? Yes, monsieur. Can I help you? I hope so. You see, I'm interested in a girl. And I thought... I understand, monsieur. Uh, do you think you can help me? I will try, monsieur. Now, if the young lady prefers panties of black lace, these are... Panties? <laughs> monsieur does not like them? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. It was just the... The shock of seeing them. What know? did you expect to see in a lingerie shop? Bicycles? No, no, you don't you don't understand. I, I came in here for something else entirely. Indeed, monsieur. Unfortunately, I happen to be a very busy woman. Perhaps my clerk will be able to help you. I'll send her right out. But Madame Claudette, all I Hmm. Say, these are kinda cute at that. Black lace. And so soft and fluffy. I wonder if no, they probably only make them for women. <laughs> Gee, black lace. These panties. I mean, myself. Mrs. Sloan, 
did you know I was ill? Never mind that. Imagine going away without leaving a note. That isn't nice, you know. Why, once when I suddenly went away, I left a note for the milkman. And I don't even like him. Oh, please, Mr. Sloan. Miss Palmer has explained everything to me. I cannot leave it to her home anymore. Miss Palmer, eh? So that's it. Look, Marcel, I, I want you to come back. Please, won't you come back? Well, all right. Come on, dear. Oh, by the way, Marcel, before we leave, what's the biggest size in those black lace? Oh, never mind. Let's <laughs> Hello, Charles. Look what I've got. Why, you found her, sir. Welcome home, Miss Bender. Thank you, Charles. Oh, I beg pardon, sir, but the refugee committee is waiting to see you in the drawing room. To see me? You wait right here, Marcel. All right. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, did you want to see me? Yes, Mr. Sloan. We are from the refugee committee. It has come to our attention that you, a single man, have accepted as your ward a 19-year-old girl. We cannot permit it. Now, wait a minute. I'm only one of thousands who offer a helping hand to refugees. Someone gets a freckle-faced boy, someone gets a pug-nosed kid, someone else gets a little girl in pigtails. Can I help it if I hit the jackpot? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Sloan. All right, give it to someone else. I only did what any generous man would have done. I pitied that poor homeless refugee. I felt sorry for her. I didn't feel I that I... I want you to pity me, Mr. Sloan. Marcel, you shouldn't have listened. I mean, I didn't mean that... I know what you meant. I want to go away again. Look, was your mother frightened by a commutation ticket? <laughs> Miss Fender, we've arranged for you to be taken to another home, Mrs. Hortense Van Martens. Marcel, you don't want to stay with Mrs. Van Martens. She's an eccentric old... I mean, she's an old eccentric. I will pack my things. But Marcel... Hmm. That's the thanks I get for being a nice guy. I wanted a boy in the first place. I've been better off that way. We can still get you a boy. Why, these things happen to me, I don't know. All the trouble I went through with that girl. We can still get you a boy. Boy would have been much simpler, believe me. We can still get you a boy. Oh, stop mumbling. <laughs> For heaven's sake. <laughs> Uh, Hortense, uh, Marcel will be here any minute. I came over to tell you I think the poor little thing will be better off in your care. James, what do you mean, poor little thing? Excuse me a moment. All right, boys, uh, you can bring him in. Where do you want the sandbox, Bud? Anywhere will do. And put the uh, kitty car over there. James, what is the meaning of this? Uh, Marcel's toys. I thought you might as well have them. Toys? I thought she was a grown girl. Oh, she is, physically. Uh, I'll set up her choo-choo train before she gets here. James, do you mean... No, 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 don't forget, when she runs the trains, you stand right here and go beep, beep. Beep, beep. Yes, you see, you're supposed to be a station wagon at the railroad crossing. It's not hard. As a matter of fact, in that dress, you look a little like a station wagon. <laughs> James, I thought she was a perfectly normal girl. Well, she's practically normal, Hortense. Look. This is her little Indian suit. You see, sometimes she thinks she's Pocahontas. Oh. And if you want to keep her quiet, just give her a telephone directory. She loves to call all the John Smiths in it, you know? I, I, I don't feel well, James. I need rest and quiet. Oh, oh and here, here's her little bow and arrow. Bow and arrow? 
Oh, she's quite harmless, but don't ever eat an apple in front of her. <laughs> I think I'd better lie down. I'm ill. Mrs. Van Morton, the young lady has arrived. Oh, ask her to come in. You just run along, Hortense. I'll take care of everything. Thank you, James. You're a very sympathetic boy, even if you are a plumber. Oh, think nothing of it. All right, Hawkins. Uh, yes, sir. Right this way, miss. What are you doing here? Oh, just making sure you'd be comfortable, Marcel. Mrs. Van Martin's upstairs whipping the maid. She'll be right down. <laughs> she, she's whipping the maid? Oh, it won't take a minute. Only 30 lashes. <laughs> what did the maid do? Uh, she put noodles in the chicken soup. But there's nothing wrong with that. I know, but don't ever say that in front of Mrs. Van Martin. Why, why she'd probably jump right off the shelf, you know? <laughs> What shelf? The shelf she sits on when she thinks she's a teapot. She sounds crazy. Oh, oh, she's not so bad now, Marcel. Why, why, when she cooks a roast beef, she doesn't even crawl into the oven to watch it anymore. (laughs) I don't want to stay here. I wish I'd never come here, and I wish I'd never seen you. But, Marcel... Go away. You never wanted me, and now I'm trying to forget your face. You can't, Marcel. It's on half the bathtubs in this country. Please go away. You only took me in out of pity. No, no, I didn't. I heard you say it yourself. I only said that so these men would, wouldn't take you away. I didn't want you to go. But I do not understand. What are you trying to tell me? Look, Marcel, it's as simple as ABC on these blocks. I'll show you. We'll, we'll start with the letter I. Here's an I. No, no, it's a J. Well, here, here's an I. No, that's an L. Well, this must be an I. Hmm, okay. Must be an easier way to do this. Here's an I. Oh, oh, yes, thanks. I stands for I. Yes. Now, where's that L we just had? Oh, oh, here. Uh, do you know what the L stands for? Love. Look, I'm trying to be cute about this thing. Would you be so direct? Well, shall I go on? No, you don't have to. Good. Jean, what are you doing? Throwing away these blocks. From now on, we're going to play house. Jack Benny and Paulette Goddard for a swell show and a grand cause. And thanks to Oscar Bradley for his excellent score. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the star's own theater. And the money they would ordinarily receive, Gulf gives instead to the Motion Picture Relief Fund. So, Jack, thanks again to both you and Paulette Goddard. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to tell you about next week's show. Next week, your Gulf Screen Guild Theater presents four great stars. Greer Garson, Henry Fonda, Fred McMurray, and Virginia Widler in the first radio presentation of one of the year's greatest box office smashes, The Philadelphia Story. Here's a show I know you won't want to miss, so note it on your calendar. Until next Sunday, then, this is Roger Pryor speaking for your neighborhood good golf dealer and saying, Good night, everyone. Americans, do you know how to sell freedom... Well, the quickest way is D-O-N-D-S, United States Savings Bond. And the quickest way to preserve your freedom...